All right, before we begin, let's go ahead and take a moment of silence for the loss of the life of Mr. Tyree Nichols. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate poor poor, wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. Right. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Hey, kings and queens, welcome back to the Thing About Us podcast. I am Willie. And I'm Fiona. How you doing, my queen? Hey. How's your week? Well, that's my heavy sigh. Just to release, long week. You know, we did the moment of silence for Tyree Nichols. Mm-hmm. Um, kicking off Black History Month. Mm-hmm. But I will begin by letting our listeners know I got my car back. I finally. Pew, 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 pew. Yes, I finally have my vehicle back. It has been three long weeks. The day I went to go pick it up, I was ready to tear the club up. But I think they felt my energy because when I came in, it was, it was, yeah. Okay. It was, yeah. But on the other hand, I will also say that I um, will be calling them on Monday. (laughs) And Tuesday I'll be returning my vehicle because there's a vibration that I feel mm-hmm. that I didn't feel before. Okay. And for the money that I spent. Okay. And the fact that they found that I needed a motor mount and that's probably what was causing the vibration. It shouldn't be vibrating anymore. Mm. But I digress. Um <laughs> my week has been it's been, you know, it's it's been good. I am learning how to manage my time to navigate the million and one things that I have to do mm-hmm. in an attempt to feel less overwhelmed. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm 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 with you. I don't know. You ask me to share my week and every time I say something it's just like, okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. We're, we we I'm, Do you do I'm you really listening. care what I'm sharing? I, I do. You're listening do. because we're recording, but do you really care? I do. Do you feel what I feel? I do. I I I feel like you left off like a key part of cuz we didn't record last week. We didn't. It's been a while. We've been off for two weeks. Uh, just a week. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just took last week off. Oh, we were... We... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a week. We were off for a week. Um, What did I leave? What did I leave out, babe? Now, my car is... Oh, is wait, in... wait, wait. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Stop. Okay. I got to get to it. I'm just kind of... 
okay, maybe I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm going to come around to it. So anyway, so you all know I've been having issues with my car. They had it for three weeks. Second week they had a car. And I will say, because I also said, the blessing is that we are a two-car household. So even though my car was down, we were able to navigate, right? Yeah. So um, the second week my car was in the shop, ripping and running. I was getting ready to go check in on my aunt. And so I stopped by to pick her up some dinner. And I was in the drive-thru. And lo and behold, boom! Somebody ran into the back of the car. And then my car ran into the back of the big Napa auto parts truck that was in front of me. So we went from two cars to zero cars. I'm talking about, I couldn't even open the driver's side door maybe six inches. So you see me trying to crawl over mm-hmm. the console, the stick shift, and I was shook up. I was shook up. But the man who hit me, he was shook up too. It was an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And bless his heart. It was one of them. Bless his heart. He was older. He was probably shook up more than I was. I really, he said he was a cancer survivor. He's been going through chemo. He said he's been losing feeling in his leg or his foot. And his foot slipped off. The brake. The way he hit me, I think it slipped off the brake and slipped onto the gas. But he was real apologetic. Um, I'm so grateful he was insured, fully covered. But everybody was okay. And now your car. Everybody was not okay. Okay. Everybody was not okay. Everybody was not okay. No. It's, y'all, it's been a long week. It's been some trials and tribulations. But before you go into how everybody wasn't okay, I'm going to give a shout out to my ever calm, cool, and collected husband who, even though I know he screamed, cried, and shouted on the inside, he was 100% together and collected for me. He did not raise his voice. He just made sure I was okay, and he said okay. But on the inside, and now you can go. I would like to say, (laughs) when I got the phone call, I heard it in your voice. I knew something was wrong. So... Part of me was like, well, I was, part of me was frustrated because one, there was nothing I can do because you had the only car. So if you was like in some type of danger or scared, there was nothing I would have had to like make like three or four phone calls to get a ride or something. So I was worried for your safety and your health. I tell you what, I was very volatile last week. It was a good thing I took two days off from work because I have never been so angry and frustrated without having to show any type of emotion. 
But why did you feel like you didn't have to show? Why did you feel like you couldn't show any type of emotion? Deep down, even though I knew it wasn't your fault, I felt like you should have brought your ass home. That's that's how I felt. Deep down. But at the same time, I know it wasn't your fault. It just, stuff just happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is just the stages of anger and right. frustration I was going through because it was just like, this is not, this is just another thing that we got to deal with. Right, right. You know, but it, so I can tell that you was kind of walking on eggshells around me. Because you didn't know if I was going to just start spazzing out or just, you know, start knocking down pictures on the wall. But so I was like, you know what? Let's go out to eat. So I took you to Red Lobster. You took me to Red Lobster. And, you know, I was definitely walking on eggshells. I knew you weren't going to spaz out, but I knew below the surface. Oh, yeah. All that it, magma, that, molten rock, lava, and stuff was brewing. There there, there was a there was a lying beast yes. that had been asleep, yes. and he... Yeah. Whew. Yeah. 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 So it was a good thing I took two days off from work. It was a good thing. Because even when I went back... <laughs> yeah, I... I was you, was you on that I wish creed? Your wish creed? No, I wasn't on the. I wasn't on that. But I was. Just, I, I was very irritable. Right. I was very irritable, right. and at the same time, it was just one of those things where it was out of my control, and I just had to let it be. Yeah. What you know? What what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we, you know. This too shall pass, like I said on our last episode. So it 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 did. It just excuse me. It sucks because all these garages and dealerships are so oh behind on on just getting parts that I know I'm not. I had to come to. I had to realize that I'm just not going to get. It's probably going to be summer. It probably be derby. Don't do it. It'll probably be derby before April. I get my car back. No, no. Yeah. And the, you know, I called the dealership and the original dealership that you always, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, do business with. And they were like, they were already booked out until April. Yeah, I know. I know. And yeah, parts. And so I did the smallest time frame I found was three to four weeks. Mm. And, you know, we had that uh, appointment for the estimate Monday. And I'm not going to say that. The estimate's still not complete. So that's going to be another phone call I will make tomorrow. But um, two days, no vehicle was stressful. Yeah. And we got the rental. Yeah. Um, We got a rental. All right. Well. I'm not finished with my week. I got some more stuff to talk about. I just needed you. Clearly, you needed to get that out. Okay. Okay. So I'm proud that, um, you know, I've mentioned bow tie season. Okay. So my son had the ceremony and received his bow tie in honor of having a 3.5 GPA higher for the three consecutive um, grading periods. 
Bing, 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 And so I'm super excited about that. I had some, I don't know. I just, I'll leave it at that. I won't, I won't. I have some things that. You need to get off your chest? Yeah, but I don't want to be a complainer. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yes. Because I got some more stuff, but, but. We have a guest today. We have a guest. We got today. we got company today. We got company. See, I've been on my best behavior, right? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Just, baby. I say yeah. <laughs> so we got company today. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you, woman. Um you wanna you wanna introduce our guest? Our, um, fam- our family? You know what? I think I'm gonna let you introduce our guest. Okay. Because y- so, oh. <laughs> excuse me. So, <laughs> <laughs> let me step aside. I'm stepping. I up. want to bring to the show for the first time my big brother, my big resident brother. Resident big brother. What up, What's King? Up, Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me into your home, your show, your platform, the king and queen. I thank you, and I'm honored that you thought of me, and I thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure, and it's an honor to be here. Thank you. It is our pleasure to have you, and I am so glad our listeners can put a voice to the name because, you know, he shouts you out every week. You know, <laughs> one of his you. favorites, yeah. and I concur. So, yeah, they can put a, a voice to the name. Thank you so much. And I can honestly say the same thing with you. You're my favorite. I've been telling people about you both, your show, and how just it's just it feels like you're just walking into family's house. And I, I enjoy that feeling. I think I said it one time when I said I share what I love. I it's just you're so familiar it just feels so comfortable and your banter back and forth is just so funny to me (laughs) (laughs) boy y'all just don't even get the half of it (laughs) i'm just i'm I'm just being honest (laughs) right oh man i i I, i've been wanting you to come on since i first heard you and i was like man this this brother right here. I was right. like, I don't know where he been at, mm-hmm. but I, I've been looking for you since 2019. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and I thank and you. I'm and I'm gonna tell you again, I have never wanted to hug another black man as much <laughs> as I want to hug you. I'm 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 dead serious. That's good. No cap. As, as right. No as cap. the kids say, no cap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I feel the same. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like man. I said, it's just not just because you're having me on your show. I definitely like. By the third listen, I was like, they just feel like family. I just feel like I know you for right. some, for some reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, um, the this when like the episodes you put together, it was like almost everything you were saying mm-hmm. was hitting on time. It was just like, yeah, this is family right here. You, you can because you can tell because you really do give off the big brother vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You really thank do, you. and you. I guess because. No, I, I got four or five brothers, but I've never got the type of information, the type of love, advice, advice that mm-hmm. you get from you. 
So it really um, hit home I, for me. Thank you. And that, that means a lot for you to say that because the advice and encouragement that I give, I like to say that I'm not telling you how to live your life. Mm -hmm. I'm just putting, putting you on notice that you have a life and reminding you, you have a life to live. Mm -hmm. And the encouragement is to encourage you wherever you are and to encourage you to keep moving forward. So I like to make the, I like to make everything a blanket so you can just take it and apply it where you may need it in that day. Mm -hmm. So it's very much from that space. And like I said, it's experience advice and encouragement comes from, you just never know what people are going through. Right. And when, when God has pulled you out of places, I really feel as though it's your space to help pull somebody else up. So I thank you for saying that. And I thank you all for your show and just showing how you can love each other, how you can keep a home together. I tell you, it, I can't say enough good things about your show. Appreciate well, you, brother. You. Appreciate thank you. you. Uh, and I agree with the notion. It's a blessing to be a blessing. And there are times I listen and um, it reminds me of something that my pastor always says. Uh, I didn't mean to hit you, but I didn't mean to miss you either. Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that about yeah. clean up your mess. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was and yeah. the lies. Lies. Oh, the li oh yeah. The yeah. lies we tell ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to check ourselves on those lies. But he was he, yeah. he he was talking to you. He wasn't talking. I I understood what he was saying, but he was that was that was meant for you. You know what? That was meant for you. I felt it. I felt that. You felt it. Mm -hmm. You felt it for a reason. That resonated in your soul for a reason. But if you need to put it on me, baby. I'm your helpmate. I will carry that burden, okay? Get your hands off me, woman. <laughs> I'm 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 saying I be that. So <laughs> for for those that are don't know that should know, who is Resident Big Brother? Resident Big Brother is the voice that you can relate to, the the big brother, however you felt as though you needed a big brother, he's that big brother for you. That's why Resident Big Brother is just so, is a broad spectrum because I didn't want to put it in one box or give the persona one identity because you never know what type of brother or family member a person needed at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so, so wide. So Resident Big Brother is that, and I take on that persona because, you know, it feels natural. It feels like this is what I should be doing at this time. Mm -hmm. You know, sp you know, spreading this, encouraging, giving advice and those type of things. Yeah. So tell us how Resident Big Brother was birthed. You know, you're sitting back, this, you know, mulling this idea or um, maybe because just in a way that I can relate. Right now, I feel like I'm in somewhat of a transition space as far as what I want to do uh, career-wise and where I want to go. Um, that's kind of how our podcast was birthed with, mm -hmm. you know, my husband. Um, how did it come about? It came about because I found that a lot of people kept asking me for advice. You know, everywhere I would go, and then with the advice, you know, encouragement just naturally came up before. And I just said to myself one day, I'm just going to do a podcast. And 
And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a podcast and it's going to be called Big Brother Advice because that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept, it just kept growing and growing and I nurtured it a little bit more by the grace of God. And it just became Big Brother Advice, you know, for good advice and encouragement. And one day, I think during some time in the pandemic, I dared myself to do it. And it was only supposed to be one or two seasons. Mm -hmm. And I kept feeling as though I had more advice to give and more encouragement to give. And it seemed as though encouragement was not, it was very thin out in these, out in these streets. Yes. So it's kind of like a lot of people were hung down heads and I just felt as though, okay, I can go a little bit further. I can do another season. Mm -hmm. And until, you know, so that's how Big Brother Advice came. And that's how the tagline, good advice and encouragement came to be with it also. And I love that because, like you said, it is so, so much negativity out there. Everybody has an opinion to give, Mm -hmm. whether it's good or not. Um whether it's given with compassion or not, that I really love to see the positivity because I'm sure there are a lot of things that you see, whether it's um, TV, social media, just day-to-day life that makes you reflect and like, hmm, I have something to say about that or somebody else might be going through that, you know, that I can share and give a word. And encouragement is what, pushes it a long way. Yeah, especially when you give the encouragement from a place of, look, I don't know where you're standing at in life. Kind of like I say at the end of each show, encouragement carried with you always. Mm-hmm. You know, and learn to encourage yourself. You know, and I think it's a song that says sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. You have to learn how to talk to yourself. You have to know how to apply that encouragement to yourself because there's not going to be always someone that you can pull or draw from. Mm -hmm. And you have to know how to uplift yourself in those times when sometimes you just don't know. Mm -hmm. But I I like to say to myself, and I think I said it before, and I know I said it to people, it's okay not to know. What's not okay is not trying to figure it out. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, um, people need to learn how to increase that positive self-talk because a lot of people don't realize if you stop and just take a moment to listen to the voice inside your head, we are sometimes so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. without even yeah. realizing and then not knowing the impact that that voice has. Our brain is listening to that voice, is recording yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And what we have to realize is sometimes the voice that you hear in your head is mimicking the voices that you have come in contact mm-hmm. with. It mm-hmm. sounds like you, but like a tape recorder or a parakeet is just mimicking mm-hmm. the things that you have been told and the things that have attached itself to your mind, body, soul, and spirit mm-hmm. that you have to learn how to deconstruct and crumble down. And it's not like a one-time deal. Sometimes it takes a while to get it out of your mind. And then it takes a while to start to believe it. Mm -hmm. That's why I say confidence is earned and learned. You have to 
earn your confidence by overcoming your trials Mm -hmm. and you learn it by seeing yourself overcome it. Mm -hmm. And I think once you get start doing that and you can reprogram what you're hearing to yourself, Mm -hmm. it starts to push you along a little, a little bit further. But I like, always like to tell people, you know, it's not an overnight thing. And some days you may have it figured out. And some days you, you may slip back and you Mm got to pull yourself back up into it. But the thing is you have to, for the sake of your life, just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's dope. Yeah, it is. It is. I told you, man. I told you, man. brother, be on it, He does. And I tell you, you um, I feel like <clears throat> during the pandemic, you know, this podcast, your voice was something that my husband really needed during that time. Oh, yeah. Because he's been... He's, you know, tr- going through transitions, personal growth, personal realizations. And, you know, um, I love the fact that he can look, he looks within to be able to do that. And I also love the fact that he is pulling in that positive voice from others mm-hmm. to be that voice that he's also hearing in his head. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, you know, when you start, when you see yourself craving to do the work, Mm -hmm. that's when you know it's your season to start deconstructing so you can rebuild. Mm -hmm. That's why season one, I kind of look at it as the deconstruction season, pulling things apart, Mm -hmm. the apologies that you need but never came, the apologies that you'll never get, confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, owning your happiness. And then, so what I say to both of you, because like you said, you're both, when you feel that tingling in you, that there's something more or something different you want to do, research it. Mm -hmm. Don't get frustrated at the feeling because the feeling is trying to speak to you. Mm -hmm. You just have to nurture it so it can get louder. Kind of like a baby has to learn how to talk. Mm -hmm. That feeling has to learn how to talk to you. Mm -hmm. So say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And if you find yourself in transition, celebrate it. Don't be frustrated by it. You know, at least you're not stagnating and you have bought into the stagnation. And I think Willie listened to the episode where I had said, are you living the life that you want or the life that you have accepted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, That was one he recommended to me because we were having that conversation. Well, this is is, a good segue because this is the episode that we was going to do. And mm-hmm. I said, no, Wait. we're going to hold off. And that's when I reached out to uh, Big Brother. I mm-hmm. said, I'd rather do this with Big Brother because mm-hmm. I felt like he would have been good for this. Uh, yes, I have been in a crazy transition. This, <laughs> I, I sent you a text, was it yesterday? I was like, I think this is going to be my last haircut for a while. Like, I think I'm going to end up growing my hair out. I don't know for how long or what. It's something, something is telling me to grow my hair out. And then in in my mind, I was like, your hair. Yeah, look. What is your hair? But then I was like, then I took a step back. Well, that's what I was, what I was saying was when the universe talks, mm-hmm. you got to listen. So it just so happens when he had dropped that episode, I was actually reading, rereading The Alchemist again about personal legend. And that's when I asked you the question about personal legend. 
ever since then, everything I have been reading, soaking up, has been a continuous nonstop journey. Mm-hmm. It started a couple years ago, but then it's like it's like it's re-sparked mm-hmm. uh, since I've been reading other books. But do y'all remember the uh, do y'all remember the movie Baby Boy? Mm-hmm. Love it. You remember uh, Melvin? Let me. I'm gonna play y'all a, um, a clip. Make that paper. But when you're making paper, you got to learn some rules to go with it. You got to learn the difference between guns and butter. There are two type of niggas in this world. They're niggas with guns and niggas with butter. Now, what are the guns? The guns, that's the real estate. The stocks and bonds. Artwork. You know, shit that appreciates with value. What's the butter? Cars, clothes, jewelry, all that other bullshit that don't mean shit after you buy it. That's what it's all about. Guns and butter, baby. So, here we are. Guns and butter. Guns and butter. So, first, before we go on, because we're, we're big about kings and queens over here. I don't feel like there's no, there's no niggas in this room. In this house, Thank you. okay. Just so we clear, don't yeah. don't don't let my clips <laughs> and the music <laughs> right fool you. Fool you, right? I don't. That's not what we're pro- yeah. what we're promoting. We are not. Pro- no, we are not. Right. I just want to make that clear. But I started started doing a little bit of research about slave. By wave slave, uh, wage slavery. Are y'all familiar with this? Yes, baby. Yes, we'll go ahead and break it down. Okay, well it 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 started back from slavery. Mm-hmm. It, it it's just transitioned mm-hmm. to today. Now we're all slaves to the wage. Right. Okay. So. The thing that I'm having an issue with, and this is why I brought y'all here, is when are people going to realize that everyone is not meant to be rich? They're not. They're not meant to be famous. All have our kind of spectacles. When when are we going to wake up and realize that? Because we're chasing something that is not meant for everybody. Right. Or chasing what we perceive as the good life or the American dream mm-hmm. or quote unquote happiness. Yes. So I'm gonna ask y'all a question. I've asked the fellas at work. So now I want to ask y'all. Do y'all feel like being rich is a state of mind? Or is it just another Another way for uh, the poor men to think just to just to get by day to day. Go. I was just gonna say I think the answer is gonna depend on who you ask. You know what being mm-hmm. rich is. Okay. You know, for some people, when you talk about being rich, they're talking about material things, our finances, our money. Mm-hmm. 
for others is going to be something totally different. Being rich in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, is your soul happy? Are you um, finding that happiness within? You know, some people see as being rich. Mm-hmm. Carving out your own, the life you want. Mm-hmm. But not not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but in our world, mm-hmm. we know that that's that's not logical right. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because our society feeds us our perception of what being rich is. Mm-hmm. Big brother? <clears throat> I feel as though kind of like um, what the queen was saying, feeding off of that, a state of mind. But with that, I always, or I should say I've learned to say, define success for yourself. Mm-hmm. Define it for yourself. You know, what is your definition of success? What is your definition of rich? Build the life that you want. Build the life that you see. So rich to some may be flying private, but another rich may be, I have a full family. Mm-hmm. I know how to wake up in peace. So to go into that is defining success for yourself. But I understand what you're saying as far as money, cars, and you know a lot of liquid assets. But when you look at that, if that's your ideal of rich without peace in that richness, are you rich? Right. right. If your mind is tormented, yeah, you may be able to write a check for anything that you want. But where is the peace? But I do understand what you're saying, where you say everybody wants to be rich. It may not be meant for people to be rich. But I believe any and all people can be what they call, what you know, society calls rich if you don't lack vision. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're stuck and you don't have a vision for your life, you just want to be rich and you don't know how you can't see a vision for yourself of how to achieve that. And you're trying to follow any meaning, mining mo's blueprint of how they got rich. Mm-hmm. That may not be your blueprint on how you are going to obtain financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've read somewhere where somebody said, it's not about the money. It's about the freedom. Mm-hmm. It's about just being able to do what you, it's the freedom of time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do believe, so that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I agree with you. On the whole blueprint, because everybody's blueprint is not the same mm-hmm. at exactly. all. You know, um, kind of going back to the conversation that me and Fee had Friday. You know, she asked me. She, and I was telling her about my new, my new transition, and she's like, "Was well, there anything that I can do to help you?" And I said, "To be honest, I don't think it is." I said because my journey may not be your journey. Mm-hmm. We may have two different journeys, and the road that I have to take, this may not be may not be meant for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? To where I'm going, you don't you don't even know where I'm going. I don't. And, <laughs> but what I offered right. was, I asked, is you know, in what ways can I support? Right. You? And right. you know, that's always what I want to be 
for what your goals are, right. what you go through is right. a support and like, and you're right. You know, it may not be for me, but I also want to be supportive, you know? I mean, and, and, and I appreciate it. I, I'm going through a whole, I'm going through a personal journey mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and I'm going through a seeking journey. I'm I'm looking for something. I'm trying to gather as much knowledge and information as I can because right now I'm a sponge. Mm-hmm. And I also know that I'm going to have to cut some more people off because they're not part of my journey. Mm-hmm. I know I'm speaking like I'm in therapy, but I'm not. I'm just letting you know that I, I understand this. Did you just put me on? No, I didn't. My... It, it wasn't meant. <laughs> my time is. No, I'm just. My things? No, Do I'm I... just. I'm just saying that I. I get it. Right. I understand. Right. But. And I'll tell you. It, can... Oh, sir, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. No, no. Go, oh, you sure? Yeah, go ahead. No, what I was going to say was, you know, I think we're all on a journey. We're all grown. We're, we're not the same people as we were last week. And then when you two can look at each other and just say, what can I do? Sometimes it's just about, especially as a couple, sometimes it's just about just hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Just hold my hand. Mm-hmm. And when you don't understand, when I learn to understand, I'll explain it to you. Because when you, like you said, you're both like sponges, you're in this transition. And where I, where it says someone who makes a statement has a closed mind, someone who asks questions, kind of like you're, you're both asking questions, your mind is open. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. And it, to me, it's, you know, it seems like it's a journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So as you're both on this journey, it's kind of like, just hold my hand because mm-hmm. that's what people don't realize when you can feel the one you love holding your hand it's a lot less scary you feel a little bit more stable kind of like when your balance is a little off you grab the person's hand and you help steady them and that, that's kind of the way i see with with, with you both mm-hmm. you know just hold each other's hands and mm-hmm. steady each other during, mm-hmm. during this time because like i said when you start to question things, that's how you know, at least in my opinion, new doors, God is opening new doors for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't get stirred up just to stand in one place. Right. 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 Yeah. I want to read y'all a quick, a quick quote. <laughs> that was a tongue twister. Did uh, Big Brother, I, I sent you a list of books that I was reading. Did you happen to, did you get to look at the, any of them? Yeah, I, I I skimmed them. Okay, I'm a skimmer. Okay, well this and the ones that have uh, YouTube videos, I kind of I watch those. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and I said it it, it it wasn't mandatory, but it, I will be kind of we're going to be touching on some of that stuff today. Mm-hmm. So this quote is from the um, Think Think and Grow Rich, uh, a Black Choice book. Okay. You want to control a people. If you want to control a people, you simply control its money supply, its law, its religion, energy resources, food, water, and control the information they receive using the mass media. That really stuck out to me when I was reading that book. Because 
I feel like part part of the reason a lot of us feel lost is because we have been oversaturated with a lot of I don't want to say garbage because I don't want to disrespect anybody. <laughs> I don't want to offend nobody. But we're we're being oversaturated with, with information that may not be true. I'll say that mm-hmm. instead of saying garbage. But I feel like our minds, this is one of the questions I had asked y'all about what was the the most important organ in your body. Mm-hmm. It's our brain. We need our brain. But the thing about your brain is you have to exercise it. You have to work it in order for it to stay strong. And I feel like we, I just don't want to say just black people. I'm going to say all of us. But I feel like our brain is really weak right now. A lot of people are willing to accept the information that is fed to us mm-hmm. without, like you say, using our brains to filter the information. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know mass media is used to shape a lot of what we think and what we believe. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just don't, like you say, I guess dissect the information, question a lot of information. Okay. And just take because I saw it on TV or I saw it in a newspaper article or I read it on social media as true. Okay. And I think... that that's a de- that's a big detriment to us, you know, just as people. I see it as, you know, kind of like outsourcing. You know, tell me what to think, tell me what to wear, mm-hmm. tell me what to eat, mm-hmm. tell me where to go, tell me who I should be. So when you outsource your life to everything you just named, you know, the media, social media, radio, TV, when you outsource your life it's easier for some people because they don't want to do the work. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do the work inside. They don't want to do the work outside. So just like companies, you know, companies do it because it's cheaper, cheaper labor. I think people do it because to them, it seems like it's less work for me to do. I can, as I can disconnect or, you know, one of my, you know, disassociate myself from Mm -hmm. all of this. If you tell me what to do, I will do it because I don't want to. So I I think that a lot of that comes from people wanting to outsource their life Mm -hmm. to everything and not want to take responsibility for (laughs) their actions, their words, Mm -hmm. their deeds, Mm -hmm. their finances, their debt. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I can blame it on such and such. They told me to do it or I was trying to live like this one. So Mm -hmm. I outsourced everything. That's why. And they'll they'll just say that's why I am who I am and I'm where I'm at. 
instead right. of taking responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just feel like I feel like we're really lacking discipline. Mental discipline. Uh the more the more and more my third eye opens, the more you see it. Mm-hmm. And the more I recognize it in other people that I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. It's disheartening because you try to explain it to them or you try to ask them why they do the things they do. And they'd be like, that's, that's, that's what we've been doing. It's kind of like, you know, we, we, don't, we don't call each other nigga and bitches on here. But you ask, you ask them, well, why, why are you... Why y'all calling each other niggas? And they be like, because that's that's what we are. That's that's what we be. Or they will justify it. They justify it. Or um, justify it, which is trying to explain away why it's okay or explain away the negative connotation. Um, um. Or using, I guess, maybe the thought of embracing it as taking control i just i think when you have been painted a narrative of that's your identity Mm -hmm. that's your descriptive word that's where you know you have seen it because i was surprised um i watched i think it was some documentary that i saw and they had flashes of black shows during the seventies. And I didn't know that they used the N word on television, you know, and, and the look that you see is the look that I I was like, wait, hold up. Right. You know, I was like, this was on a show that we used to watch on regular TV. So you see that's already there. And you said it to the point where TV is programming people like to, to soothe you with it. It's okay to say that. Let mm-hmm. them see themselves as that. Let them describe themselves as that. So when we call it, when we call them that, mm-hmm. it should be no big deal. So it's kind of like in there, because I was, I didn't know that they did that on those shows yeah. back then. It's, mm-hmm. it's until I saw that documentary. It's programming. Yeah. It's yeah, programming. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. It's programming. So so do do y'all feel like we are we are carrying our slave mentality? I I feel as though some stuff is just passed down. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you carried it, but if it hasn't been unlearned, there's a more chance that it may be passed down to you. And then kind of like what they say, there comes along someone in the family mm-hmm. who is chosen to start breaking up generational curses. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are chosen to be able to recognize like, hey, hey, nah, this is this is not right. And Mm -hmm. this is stopping at and with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Um, Like you say, pass down. But I also, you know, see people being institutionalized mentally. For example, you know, growing up in the projects, I can see why some of 
I can see why some people think and feel the way they do because they have been institutionalized just in their environment mm-hmm. to not to not know better or to not even think there is better or could be better for them. So, yeah. And I think the contributing factor to that is, which I, you know, is where you, where, like you said, if you're made to stay in one section and that's all you can move to, that's all you can see, that's all you can visualize. But people say, oh, that's all they are. That's all they stay. And that's why they stay. They can't get out. But what's the contributing factor? Mm-hmm. Redlining. Mm-hmm. We don't want these type of people moving to our neighborhoods mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where there are contracts with realtors. You can't sell or buy to these people. Mm-hmm. And then when the, when the, that neighborhood is underfunded because the people have low wage jobs. So yep. those taxes aren't funding the same things or the funding the same way. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is so many things are set up to put it in place like that, not as an excuse, but there's contributing factors. And if the person isn't driven enough or learn how to persevere sooner or later, they're going to, fall down nine and mm-hmm. not get up on that 10. Mm-hmm. And there's only few that's going to fall down nine and get up on 10. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is with a, with people, I don't look at excuses. I always say now, what's the contributing factor to this? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me what the contributing factor is to this first. And then let me hear the person's story mm-hmm. because with the story, I can kind of see, mm-hmm. Oh, all right a little bit clearer. I need more clarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of those um, systems that have been been put in place still exist. It's, you know, it's a reality and it's not as easy to navigate for some. And if I can just, if I can just ask you both a question, Mm -hmm. because I know you're a school teacher Mm -hmm. and Willie, I, 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 you work in the, the warehouse, I think I believe. Yeah, I work in a warehouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I say this to say to you, asking a question. You can see some people's. Do you see some people's mentality, or you see some people's, some parents' mentality of, I know this is my stopping point. Like, do you see people that have said to themselves, you can tell they said to themselves, this is as far as I think I can go. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's why I was saying I, I I see it every day. I'm not gonna say that I was one of them. Like this is where I'm gonna stop at. But the more you start kind of like questioning things, you kind of start seeing more things. So I've been seeing it a whole lot more. I definitely have. I've been seeing it a whole lot more. You you can you can tell when the people's just like this this is just what it is. You know, I'm you know, they're content. Are they content? Are they just it's just they just have no more fight in them to where they just like this is just what it's gonna be. Or are they just waiting for someone like me to say, Hey brother, let me um let, let me holler at you for a minute. So, you, you know, you don't have, you know, you can do this sidebar. Y- y'all remember my, my, my problem child that I got at work? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the other day I, um, I said, Hey man, I said, uh, 
you have really improved. You're doing a good job. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I was like, hey, man, keep it up. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be all right. Ever since I had that talk with his brother, <laughs> things kind of, it kind of went to a 360. He really got better. It took a look. It took, it took some patience on my part with him. And then it also took me having to defend him from other coworkers because they're so used to him being the kind of worker he is mm-hmm. that they they never would have expected change mm-hmm. out of him. But it took me to have to happen to run to one of his family members, tell him a positive side of him or what he could be if he just apply himself. And that's what he did. And I'm going to say from my experience, I see it. I see what I see most is you see the parents who are, they're not going to say this is it for me, but you can see that they're resigned to their situation or their station. Like he says, they don't have the fight in them or the discipline or even the knowledge of what do I do or what should I do. And I have some of those parents who are resigned in that situation but want more for their kids. Mm -hmm. And they can articulate that. I see those those who admit, look, I was like this and so... Bobby's going to be like this. Julie's going to be like this because that's how I was in school. Mm-hmm. And then um, you see those who are scratching and struggling and trying and want to. I feel like my my advantage in this situation is I feel like I can relate. Because my mom was one of those. My mom was the only child. Her mom, my grandma, dropped out of school and never had a real job. She babysat or she sold. I did stuff like that. So my mom dropped out of school, I think, seventh grade. Um, When I was in middle school, I saw my mom go back and get her GED. My mother always wanted us. She always pushed college to us with not knowing how it was never a plan. It was just one of those things that she always said, you all are going to go to college. When you get out of school, you're going to college. So she wanted it, didn't necessarily know how to navigate it. We've spent, you know, at one point I was in a two parent household, both having jobs. We had a house. And then there were times when I was living in a projects in a one bedroom with six people, you know, so I can see both sides of it. And my goal is to, like you say, feed that positivity in every single kid that comes through. You can if you want to. You can be anything if you want to. You can do anything if you want to. But it's to have the desire and to try to keep them and show them that it's possible. 
I think you have a disadvantage over you have a disadvantage because they're still young, and when you're young, it's easier to break those um, the things that they're used to doing. So advantage. Yes. Okay. Compared to me, when I'm talking to grown ass men, <laughs> and they're just like, "Nah, man, this, uh, you know, you, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just keep doing what I'm doing, getting you no know, day day to day. It is what it is. That's how most conversations go with a lot of grown ass men because they're used to it, or they just they they don't see anything wrong." They they're not catching the glitches in the matrix, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. They're they're not they're not catching the glitches. They they they're not seeing you know these deja vu's mm-hmm. like some of us are. Mm-hmm. So when they get to you know the twenty five thirty, and then you gotta. Think about some of the stuff they're putting in their body from the time they was 15 and 16. It's hard to reprogram. It's hard to re- reboot that computer, which or, is your or deprogram. Yeah, yeah. That 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 mm-hmm. computer, which is your brain. It's hard yeah. to do that. And I agree that, you know, not just putting it on situations or systems is that discipline and that discipline is not an easy thing Mm -hmm. um, to have, to nurture, to cultivate. Mm -hmm. Because that's, you know, that's even a struggle, you know, for me. What about you, big brother? Well, just like you were saying, where um, you were talking about the, the young men and I'll even throw young women in there mm-hmm. who are adults and they're just like, this is how it is. I just always feel as though there's still children on the inside. They may be adult with adult age, but they're children with just adult freedoms mm-hmm. and no adult and with no, and with no guardrails. So when we run across people like that in our lives, you just never know who, whose hero you are mm-hmm. secretly. You know, they're kind of side-eyeing you, but they they kind of wish they had a dad like you, an uncle like you, an aunt, a mother like you, a brother like you. So it's kind of like where as much as sometimes it seems as though you're feeding into a brick wall, it's still good to drop that little bit of encouragement, kind of mm-hmm. like where you said you ran into the person's um, family member and you with the Superman story and... <laughs> you know, things like mm-hmm. that. I always kind of say, because sometimes it's the person that gets on your nerves the most mm-hmm. or the person you just like. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I had the episode where it's mm-hmm. like, I just don't like you. You got to figure out how to overcome not liking this person. But I say all that to say, you, you just never know whose hero you secretly are. Mm-hmm. And just one bit of encouragement can say, you know what? I remember... I ran across a teacher. I remember I ran across, you know, the thing about us podcast and they said this thing and I just held on to it and it propelled me to do better. 
And just like you say, your problem child, he knows he's your problem child. Mm -hmm. But look at when he heard how you really see him or the potential he could have. Mm -hmm. That seed took root. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's why I said yeah. it it took me having to have more patience with him so that that, that seed can soak up that mm. water so it can bust out the damn <laughs> capsule. <laughs> you know. Now, then, now now he Wait, wait, wait. You can you can hear the frustration <laughs> with like, oh. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But you know that's just like um, you say, Big Brother. Um, yeah. It's always my the kids, and I hate to say it, my worst students, who never fail to come back. And you were my favorite teacher. Why did you treat me so bad? Because they wanted to see if you would still love them, if your love was conditional, right? And if and your encouragement was conditional. Nah, they they wanted to see if karma had caught up with her, because they wished all kind of shit on her. <laughs> but it's, it's I the wish the that's... wheel on her chair would break and she slide across the room or something. They... <laughs> but those ones that give me hell are the ones that's and it, it's what you yeah. say. They say it's because you never you didn't let me right you didn't mm -hmm. let me quit or you wouldn't let me get get away with it and something else mm -hmm. that you said um triggered a thought in me a lot when you said yeah we say there are adults but they are children i'll tell you something i've realized that has been eye-opening for me a lot of people are mentally the age where their trauma occurred yeah, yeah. they are they are. Yeah. And I have. They are. Yeah. When I realize it just that makes you look at take it takes you take a whole nother perspective on the thing on things. Yeah. Because yeah, I truly and myself, I, I feel as though people have uncried tears. So some people have tears from when they were 12. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to process mm -hmm. and get out. And they have they need that release. Mm -hmm. And when they learn how to get that release of those uncried tears, and I think a beautiful—I think it was Maya Angelou that says, "I forgive myself for being mad at myself for not doing better when I didn't know how to do better." Mm -hmm. And we you know, you some know of us better. are so so mm -hmm. mad at ourselves, mm -hmm. but we—you didn't know how to do better back then. So right. forgive yourself for not knowing how to do better, and that helps raise you up out of that child age that you are mm -hmm. sitting in that adult body and she left that caveat that when you know better you're required to do better so you can't just and, uh, lean on that yeah and yeah. also she said tell yourself the truth first and then tell the children <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell, tell the yeah. truth yeah so because that was a question i had for y'all because some of us a lot of us we do know better mm -hmm. but discipline 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 big brother discipline you agree some of us know better and oh why don't we do better yeah question? yeah 
Because doing better is not fun all the time. <laughs> that, right. That's, that that's, comfort. That yeah. comfort. This is easy. It's easy. This yeah. is yeah. easy. Yeah. I can it, do it's, this. It's like it's like doing doing the right thing is or doing or doing what you know is not fun all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, you want to have fun. Mm-hmm. But then what you come to learn is it's fun till the bill comes due. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we I think the question is if we know to do better, why don't we do better? Is that the question? Yes. I think you had. Yes. Yep, that was the question. So, yeah, I just think that we don't do better because sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes it's just not overthinking it. You just didn't want to do better. Mm -hmm. You just didn't want to do it right. Mm -hmm. But then when you learn, it's more beneficial to do right than wrong. You find yourself doing more right. And that leads. That's what I think. Yeah, it, it it just it just it frustrates the shit out of me, because you know, you know, mm-hmm. and then you want to, mm-hmm. and then to know cry, you, you want you, you want you want to cry cry river when it don't work out or it, it, I'm I'm not there yet to to I'm not there yet to for you to cry on my shoulder when you know that you wasn't supposed to do that. And then sometimes, <laughs> and then if if I'm in my moment of transparency, sometimes you doing it, and the whole time you doing it, you know, it's ain't gonna turn out right. I know it's this is the quick fix. This ain't gonna work. Or are they doing it because there is their way of say, hey, I need help of knowing how to do it better. I just still stay with <laughs> sometimes you don't want to do you you sometimes just you just do don't want to do it yeah and and but you have to learn that there are consequences when you don't do it right and when people and I do and I'm guilty of this too mm-hmm. I get frustrated like why didn't you just do it mm-hmm. you know I'm that person but then I realize and I don't and I'll see if you two feel at the same time because sometimes you get frustrated of seeing people always doing the wrong thing when you strive to always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm tired of having to deal with your responsibility, mm-hmm. but I'm always doing the right thing. If you just do it, I wouldn't have to hear about it. Mm-hmm. It's called, you find mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's about it's, me. It's called it's insanity. <laughs> it's called insanity. It's what it's mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called, mm-hmm. it's, you keep yeah. doing the yeah. same thing yeah. over and over. Yeah. It's called, it's, that's insanity. But sometimes you gotta let them do that cartwheel over there and let them learn that consequence. Like you, you don't know how to do a cartwheel. So why do you keep right. And right, I'm, just, right. I'm gonna stop looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you gotta stop looking at them. <laughs> yeah, just hey. Yeah. Just turn your head. Yeah. Just look away. Yeah. Look I, away. I've, I've done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Hey, just, just let them, let them do what they're gonna do. Leave them alone. Yeah. 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 He's so much better at that than I am. Who, me? Yeah. At what? Uh, I'm just gonna you gonna do it. Bust your head, and I I'm gonna leave you alone. Oh yeah, yeah. Because so I'm not. Much, yeah, I so am. So much better at that than I am. I am. I, I it it is. It's taken a lot of practice. It has. Trust me. It, ha- it has. Oh, it always seemed like it came easy to you. Well, with with you, yes, it is easy to do because I just gotta let it. I gotta let things 
you heard what Big Brother said. If you're going to do a cartwheel, just do the cartwheel, and then we'll just see what happens. I'm not. No. So. Well. (laughs) Do the cartwheel. That's my reality. Do do the cartwheel. All right. So one thing I want to also want to dive into. I'm going to play y'all another clip. Excuse me. Move your elbow. I was just trying to be close to you. Yep. No, we're not. We're not. Just push the button. Okay. Black man's diet. Bring it on. What is it? Tell me about it. You know, um, first of all, you know, blacks, we have carbon in our bodies, which makes our skin brown. Okay. They like to call it melanin. It's another name they use for it because we have a connection with the sun that other cultures don't have. So what should we eat? Our diet needs to be more plant-based green um, water because our bodies are like plants. Before I changed my diet, I was in the hospital maybe four times a year, five times a year. I switched my diet for five, six years straight. Never got sick. African people need to know what our diet is Mm -hmm. and how to survive Mm -hmm. in this world. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me... So... Question I have is, do you feel like the things we put in our body affect us physically as well as mentally? I'm going to say 100% yes, and I'm going to say that's just not limited to blacks. It's not? 100% yes. Okay. I mean, I appreciate you trying to... um, (laughs) try, Try to... Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though, babe. You are, uh, big brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, 100%. 100%. It affects you mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, because if you feel, because, like, if, you know, I don't know all the stats on everything, but if you figure that when you take a hit of coffee, it does something to you. When you take a hit of chocolate, it does something to you. Mm-hmm. When you're feeling some type of way, you eat a certain type of food. It's emotional. So yeah, I definitely feel as though it it does affect us. And but I do agree with what the clip said. Each individual need to find out what works for them in their diet and what doesn't work for them, because everyone doesn't have the same um, diet blueprint. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm actually. I'm actually considering uh, doing a sixteen-eight uh, fasting. And I would say um, consult with your doctor first, mm-hmm. um, because it, you know, because I've done it before too, and you know, it can lead to lightheadedness. You just want to make sure that you're going to do it, like you just, you know, how to best do it for yourself, right? Because it, some, some people jump into the long duration of it instead of letting your body build into and almost training your body how to do it. Cause you might be able to only to fast, you know, for a short amount of time first. And you may be the person who needs, you know, water during your fast, you know, th- things like that. So that, that's, that's what I would say as far as that. And I'm not saying not do it, but just say, tell your doctor, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And then listen to your body and see the best way to, to do it for yourself. Oh, most definitely. I'm I'm still I'm not gonna do it until I get all the information that I feel comfortable. Uh especially with me being a type two diabetic. So I have to really be careful 
about fasting for so many hours because uh, I don't know if you, you know anything about type 2 diabetes, big brother? Somewhat, somewhat. Well, with me, my sugar gets low. When my sugar gets low, this big green guy right here, the Incredible Hulk, he just jumps out. And <laughs> it's it's literally like Jekyll and Hyde. My whole my whole yeah. mood my mood changes. Everything. You get angry. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but I also feel that even if I don't do some type of fasting, uh. I'm going to have to really go back to a more stricter um, no processes, uh, red meats, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, because I think a lot of, a lot, I think a lot of the stuff that we are putting in our bodies is really affecting our brainwave. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's really affecting our brain waves. It no mentally, not only physically, and I and I and I think some of that may have to do with why some people are undisciplined. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something: a lot of people don't realize a lot of the food that is manufactured and made causes you to crave other manuf like sugars and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna tell yeah. you. I've noticed a lot in I've noticed a lot in my body when I'm um consuming artificial sweeteners. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it makes me crave other things. Yeah. That I know I shouldn't be uh shouldn't be eating. That's part of the programming. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Have have oh, yeah. have y'all have noticed that our sugar the granulated sugar that you buy at the store, it's not even the same sugar it was in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even look the same. It looks like crystals now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know I know what type of sugar you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely understand because people, I've heard people say that, you know, sugar is a drug. You put, you know, your body craves mm -hmm. sugar. You know, you've mm -hmm. been on this sugar drug for so long. And, you know, me, I let people who know me knows, they know I love soda. That's my one thing. I, like, you preach to a choir, brother. <laughs> like, like to me, after a long day or a long week, or you know, I or someone just really, as you know, as I like to say, grind my gears. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just I pop a soda, <laughs> swig it back, and it's just like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when I'm recording episodes, I you know. I'm popping gummy bears in my, in my mouth. So, I, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like a candy junkie, candy yeah. and soda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, snacks, ice cream, I anything that has the Bronx stuff in it. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. But see, that's that's your inner kid. You're still living. <laughs> well, it's that, but it's also me being not disciplined enough to say, "Hey, mm -hmm. I don't really. This is not really good for me. I don't really need this." So that's that's me. So I also have to rediscipline myself. Mm -hmm. I gotta reprogram my 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 brain, my computer, to say, hey, this ain't this ain't it. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you something I've noticed too that, you know, in, you know, uh, having the trainer three times a week and having changed my eating habits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, I'm the soda junkie too, and I, I like sweets. But I have to realize for myself, cold turkey's not going to get me. I'm one I have to wean myself. I can't cold turkey because yeah. cold turkey will lead me to binge. Being what? Binge. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Where if I like, just don't have any one day, I'm just going to have three sodas. Yeah. I'm going to have a donut and a piece of cake, and I'm going to have this, and I'm going to have that. I've learned that I have to, for me, it has to be a slow. I need to be okay with the slow, steady process and progress and I can't just cold turkey. That's just so. So you gotta find. We gotta find you a good pro- progress program to help wing you off of that artificial sugar. That's what you're trying to say. And it's not just artificial. Um, it's just on the things that I know I need to either cut out or consume less of. It's just me. I've been doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I know I still have a ways to go. Hey, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Me too. Cause, <laughs> but al- along with that, you know, sometimes you gotta f- look at your triggering points. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. what emotionally triggers that for you? So I know that was a thing that I had to look at. I tell you what, I realized is that it's not. It's emotions. Period. It could be sad. It could be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. And then to realize. Yeah. Anytime we celebrate, it's not a go out to eat. No. That's that. That's the deprogramming. Because a lot of people, something good's happened. We're gonna celebrate. Let's go out to eat. Let's yeah. Go out to eat. That yeah. that's part of the hope. That yeah. We're talking yeah. about it. <laughs> that, that, yeah. This is this is the pro. Yeah. Everything that we're talking about right now is reflecting about everything that we are talking about mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh. I forgot it in the bedroom, but I I actually I um I snuck and, and bought a book. Why are you sneaking books, baby? It's okay. You can't have books. It's okay. It's okay. Books okay. I know. I don't read like five books this week. I know they're okay. Why are so you sneaking those? This book. Well, it was a, it was supposed to be a surprise. Oh. Um. But. Because uh, we're talking about mental mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a book about um, chemo brain. How to help people with chemo brain. Or how to deal with chemo brain. So, I got it because I feel like I, I, in order for me to help you on your journey... I have to really understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got it. I'll give it to you. I'll let you so sweet. You know, go through it or whatnot. But I got it because, like last week, last week was a, we, we did a lot of um, um, mental eating in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't think of what the word is. Emotional. Uh, emotional eating, yes. Okay. Uh along with soda, I I I love ice cream. 
So I I think I went through two. Was it four? It wasn't nine. I'm gonna say two or three quarts <laughs> of chocolate chip ice cream. And then I was okay. like, then I was like, hey. I never had this when I was a kid. That the Hershey Hershey syrup that you pour on top of it, like for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I, I went all out. I was like, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I was at the bottom. <laughs> I, I, I had hit bottom last week, y'all. <laughs> it was bad. I was hit hard. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know, sometimes you, it's, it's, I told someone that that's my new line. Sometimes it beats like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just say. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's gonna be like that every day, but right. sometimes it beats like yeah. that. Yeah, so I, I I've been I hit hard, but I haven't had no ice cream in a few days. It's been a few days, but I'm noticing certain foods that I do eat is bothering my skin, mm-hmm. causing me to, you know, scratch, be itchy. And you know what? I'm going to suggest, I'm not going to suggest this for you. I'm going to suggest it for me because I've thought about it. But anybody out there, I feel like everybody should go have food allergy testing because there are so many foods that our bodies are allergic to and that are responding to in ways you don't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Especially now. Yeah. Because everything's, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of scared of the organic vegetables, to be honest. I'm kind of scared, and I can understand because organic isn't always organic. Yeah, but you got to think of what what they what what are they using to grow. You remember you remember, you, uh, Big Brother? Have you ever had a Honey Crisp apple before? Yeah, I'm sure. I, uh, yeah, Honey Crisp used to be seasonal here. Mm-hmm. You only can get them in the winter time. Certain time of year. Mm-hmm. They're every day now. Mm-hmm. They went from being seasonal to every day. Yes, you could. You are right, and you know I didn't even think about that, but you are 100 yeah. percent right. Watermelon. I can still buy. I can still get watermelon right now, and watermelon is supposed to be seasonal. That's summer. That's a, that's a summer fruit. And <laughs> but not only that, you can. You almost cannot find a seeded watermelon. Yes, you can. The seeded ones are the ones that are whole. Yeah. At a at like Kroger's mm-hmm. or grocery stores like that, it's hard to find seeded because they make everything seedless now. I tell you That's what's that. I tell you what's funny is there's actually a price difference between seedless and seed mm-hmm. watermelons. Same watermelon, mm-hmm. but well, it's not really the same. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> I kind of want to touch on something. Okay. I, I know. How many I, more things we gonna touch on? Oh, uh, y'all, y'all getting sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> y'all get y'all get. Hey, I, I ain't potted in two weeks, so y'all look. Y'all, I ain't potted in two weeks. Nah, I'm still with y'all. I'm okay. still with y'all. Baby, baby, I'm here, baby. I'm I mean, here. I know you still got to cook, but I'm here. Go ahead. All right. So, I want to. I do want to touch on a little religion okay. because I feel like 
we need to kind of go back to the beginning mm -hmm. to really understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know it's Black History Month, but Black History is every day. Mm -hmm. It's not just in February. Okay? So, question. God made us in his image. What if we're doing something wrong? What if he what if he gave us his ability to have God mind, infinite intelligence? But we're asleep and we have yet to wake it up yet. Well, I'm gonna say one hundred percent. We have nowhere near tapped into what we are capable of mentally. Period. Period. Well, I think we kind of, we kind of already established that mm -hmm. with with some of us because we they just don't they want to do cartwheels. Well, no, I'm just even talking about <laughs> for, <laughs> for even those people who, are, you know what? They want to do oh, cartwheels and drink sodas and eat what? ice cream. That's what. That's, that's but what for even those people who have the discipline and who are cerebral intelligent and are working and are striving because we look at say einstein and as brilliant and he as brilliant as he was we know i think the statistic was that he only used what maybe four percent of his actual brain power yes something like that yeah i think we have there is a lot that is innate within us that we have gone, that has gone untapped. I mean, just even thinking about how we can alter our energy and our vibrations and how other people pick up on those things. We have the power to do, I mean, to control a lot of that. There's a lot of untapped, you know, like I said, I talk about energy, but just, even mentally, there is so much that we're capable of that we don't even realize. Hmm. Big brother. <laughs> I definitely think we haven't we ta haven't tapped into all of our mental because I don't think we know how. I don't think we understand. And I think some people, you know, when you think you know everything, why are you going to keep searching? You know, when you don't understand, if you already think you know that. But to when it's like, yes, we are created in God's image. God loved us. God created us. And we're saying, what if we had God's mind? But it takes to have God's mind, you have you have to understand God. Mm -hmm. You know, God gave, in my opinion, man a certain mind. Like he says, his understanding is from everlasting to everlasting. And when we say infinite, Man can't even handle the little bit of knowledge it has, yet alone the little bit of power that God allows you to have, let alone a little bit of authority that God allows you to have. So I don't think man, woman, child could handle. Matter of fact, I'm just going to step out and say, I know right. we couldn't handle any infinite mind because look what we do with what we got. Mm hmm. And we know better, so, and we know what the result is going to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Ex ex exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, still sleep. 
still asleep. And it's I don't think I and you I kind of okay I'm gonna agree with you not necessarily sleep but I don't know selfish entitled it's all about um more tangible here and now bigger and better and not what's best all around for the long run in so many aspects. And I think as far as the sleep thing goes. I think some people hit snooze, Mm -hmm. you know, there are things calling to wake you up. And when, and it's not too long ago where I finally got why Spike Lee at the end of every movie was screaming, wake up. Mm -hmm. Some of us are hitting snooze. And then when some of us are finally awake, we feel as though we can't deal with the blowback of what they call quote unquote, awake or what they like to call now woke Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i feel as though (laughs) when you say and stop me if i'm going too far um i feel as though where if we were once if they're calling us woke now that meant once we were asleep Mm -hmm. but now that we are awake the only person who fears a person being awake is an oppressor So once the oppressed are now awake mm-hmm. and we can see and we're aware, why are you fearing that if mm-hmm. you have nothing to hide? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, kind of going back to your Matrix reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I didn't go too far with that. No, yeah. because yeah. that's exactly, that's exactly where he was. That's that, exactly where he was going with that's that. That's where that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I'm at. I mm-hmm. I. I'm not gonna tap into. I'm not gonna go through all these questions and shit. I got y'all because, <laughs> but, but that is where yeah. I was going. Absolutely, it really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt without dragging out this episode any further than what I have. <laughs> It's been a good episode. It has. But, I, it, but like you said, this is a topic that yeah, this, there are layers and this, layers. There's layers. Mm-hmm. I really, oh, yeah. I, definitely that. I really feel like a lot of us are actually prophets that are trying to get a message out. out. It could be God's message. It could be the universe message. It can just be a vice. It could be wisdom. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of us out here that's trying to get messages out, but we're having issues trying to wake up our brothers and sisters. I don't know. I don't know if we need to reconnect into the matrix taking a red or blue pill I, i'm look i know i'm I just know. saying metaphorically I mean, speaking metaphorically yeah we 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 may have to reconnect somehow that that's the issue we can't connect mm-hmm. where we are not all on the same astral plane and with all the knowledge that's out there and that we do know there's an issue. There's an issue. Because 
It should not be 2023 and we are having this type of conversation. I feel like yeah. I, I, I really feel like we are past this conversation or should be. And the issue is that everybody's not open to receive that information. Uh, just like Big Brother said, you have those people who are purposely hitting snooze. Mm-hmm. Um, or just staying in the comfort zone, not having the self-discipline, or not knowing um, where to go or what to do or what steps to take next. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know that we'll ever get there. I don't, I don't see it happening. I, I mean just as a society because like he said um, if when you have oppressors they're going to keep doing whatever it is they need to do to oppress whatever it is they're trying to keep down or whoever it is they're trying to keep down I don't, that's not gonna change. But you, do, but you don't feel like we're allowing them to do that. Yes, yeah. Some people, yeah, yeah. To to a degree, yes. Some people are. Some people aren't. But as a whole, everybody's not like you say. Everybody's not on the same page. Well, I see. I like to add to that where it's just like I've heard before. One plants, one water, and God gives the increase. So the message that needs to go forth, someone's going to plant that message. Many may water it, but God will give the increase of that message to whom he will have that message for. And a line that I heard from a song where it's like, you can bury the messenger, but you can't bury the message. Mm -hmm. So they may try to bury whoever's giving the message by throwing dirt on your name, trying to discredit you and things like that. But if this is a true message, and I'm not talking about those conspiracy theories or anything like that, I'm talking about a true message Mm -hmm. for the people to help the people, to enlighten the people, you can do whatever you want, but the message is going to keep going Mm -hmm. forward. So I say that to to encourage anyone who's feeling like that, hey, you may be the you may be the planner, you may be the waterer, but it's, it's God that will give the increase of that message. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good conversations. Yes. I have enjoyed I have enjoyed this episode. Yes. Thank you again, Big Brother, so much. Yes. Oh yes. no, so I much. think I thank y'all. I can't thank y'all enough. It's it's definitely an honor. And I don't say that lightly. It's definitely an honor just to be on here and just to have a full conversation with you both. It's almost like meeting somebody who's like a celebrity, like you know, which we ain't never met before. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, help mercy. So it's been cool. I have enjoyed it. I really have. Well, big brother, can you tell the people where they can find you? 
I am the resident Big Brother, host of Big Brother Advice Podcast, the podcast for good advice and encouragement. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find me there. Episodes during the season are released on Thursday. And you can also find me on Twitter at Big Brother ADVI1. And you can also find me on Instagram and TikTok, YouTube. Yeah, subscribe to um yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Oh yeah. It it it's a must. It is. It, it is. I was I was in the middle of a book the other uh, last Thursday. I said, Oh no, big brother, big brother just dropped. <laughs> Pause my book. <laughs> I paused my book, went straight to it. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate yes. that. Right. And he won't hesitate to let me know if it's something I say. He's like, you should check out Big Brother's episode. Yeah. He was talking about that. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. talking about that. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. I do have a request. Can you do an episode about patience? Um. Yeah, and what, I say, what's wrong with your name? If man? y'all, if y'all want to have me back, I say let's do the episode together. Okay. Yeah, let's do let's let's do let's do patience. Definitely can do that. Let's do patience. Are you are you saying I'm, I'm impatient? No, I'm so impatient. Actually, it's, it actually it was for me. It's for me, for, for my patience, because I'm I'm a work in progress. We're all works in progress, babe. Yeah, I know. And but let me say this. What's up? Let me say this before I forget. <laughs> um, I you two did solo episodes also, mm-hmm. and they were so powerful. I love them. I I just wanted to commend you on your solo episodes as well. Thank you. And you know what? That was a. I didn't mean to hit you, but I didn't mean to miss you because I said I was going to drop another solo episode in January, and I did not. So, yeah, I have just been put on notice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I I know you saw the Twitter post that I did today when they were like, oh, so who would be your superhero squad? I was like, oh, this is the squad right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. I love it. Yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't, can't go wrong. Can't. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Baby, anything else before we were on um, red old lap? No. No. No, nothing I can think of. All right. Well, resident big brother, like I said, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate, I appreciate you. both of you too. And yeah. like I said, just hold each other's hand through the transition. I know you said you were gonna give her that book. Mm-hmm. Just hold each other's hands through this transition, you know. Oh yeah, like they always say, you know, it's right on the other side. Mm-hmm. But you know that thing you're trying to get to, just just keep picturing the other side of it. Oh yeah, we got we got two books. We got that book, and we got the body. The body keeps count. The body keeps count. I bought that book too, so yeah. um, I'll be on the journey with you, um, my love. All right, baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, I don't. I know it's your show, so I don't want to go into it. But I can see the emotions right there. So if y'all ever want to talk off episodes, mm-hmm. I'm here. And, you know, just to bounce back and forth. Because like a, a minute, it feels like I'm at family's house. Oh, and yeah. as, as the queen, as the queen would say, when you go to a family house, all macaroni and cheese is not created. <laughs> it's not created equal. It's not. It's not. No. It's not. No. Mm-hmm. But we will take you up on that offer. Oh, yes. We definitely uh, and will. It's, and I sincerely mean it. Oh, yes. All right. All right. Thank you. All right, kings and queens. Till next time. <laughs>